The following is an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works. This is the Building a Leadership Culture Podcast, hosted by Bruce Gresham, the Principal Strategic Advisor of Applied Vision Works. An in-depth look at how Bruce and President Don Hadley help businesses reach their long-term goals. Here's your host, Bruce Gresham. Welcome to Building a Leadership Culture Podcast with Applied Vision Works. I'm your host, Bruce Gresham, and today we are covering a topic that has always intrigued me, husband and wife teams that build businesses together. Today we have the dynamic duo of John and Cheryl Dietz of JD ServiceNow, a plumbing, heating, and air contractor in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Welcome, John and Cheryl. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Bruce. Hi. Thanks for having us. So tell tell our audience a little bit about uh, you all and uh, JD ServiceNow. Um, well, JD ServiceNow, we're a plumbing, heating, and air conditioning uh, service business. We do residential and commercial. Um, we're in the near the downtown Durham area. We've been doing it for about 15 years. Uh, I'm a plumber by trade, and Cheryl's a school teacher by trade. So we she came came to work with us about seven years ago, and we've been the as you put it, the dynamic duo ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, when the business started, we had just got married about a month earlier, made the business official. And so while I was teaching, you know, there was a little few things I did on the side, like start our Facebook page and design a few invoices and just little things I could do to help. But yeah, that, I came on full time probably about in 2018, stopped teaching in 2013, spent some time with our girls and Worked part-time here and finally came full-time in about 2018. Well, congratulations on your success and and just making this transition through life together so su- successfully. And wow, you, you guys made a really bold step starting a business and getting married right around the same time. You guys are crazy. Yeah, Bruce, I mean, to talk about craziness. So we got married in 2005. In June, in August was when we made the business official. I was teaching full time. I went started going to school at nights for my master's degree in teaching. And John was wow. working at nights in you know doing his side work and working full time doing plumbing elsewhere. And then as well as we had bought a foreclosed fixer upper, yeah. so we were living <laughs> in um, in that. So it was yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> crazy. First few years, it was, it was rough. But you know what? It seems like you've done everything together and and you had a plan. And of course, plans change, strategies change over time. But you're so interconnected in, in everything that, that you do. It, it takes commitment in each other and belief in each other to make that all happen. Yeah. So I think the, the big commitment really was more so on, on Cheryl's part, just kind of committing them me and my dream and her seeing what I wanted and saying, Hey, I think I can be a part of that and help support it. So, um, you know, I'm really grateful for her, for everything that she sacrificed and, uh, you know, life, life's working out great and and things are going well, but she, she's really the one that deserves the credit for making those commitments because I was just kind of doing my thing, heading in a direction and looked over and I said, Hey, what are you doing? She said, well, I mean, you know, I'm only juggling three things. I was like, well, maybe could you juggle a fourth thing? And uh, <laughs> she jumped in with, with both feet and just kind of started helping. And Cheryl, you know, you were balancing just 
a tremendous amount of things with the new home that was a fixer upper, you working, you, you know, getting your master's in education. How did, and this is for both of you, but how did you balance all of those balls in, in the air? And, and how did you kind of determine what you wanted, what kind of balls sometimes you needed to drop and, and which ones you had to keep in the air and when? I'm not really sure that dropping any balls was ever an option. Um, we just kind of, kind of we were kind of on different paths, but on the same path as well. I mean, he's kind of a, a jump and look behind him and see how far he went. And I'm kind of a measure it out, see how far I've got to go and wonder if I can beat <laughs> girl. You know, so, you know, there's a little bit of that conflict there, but also that, that excitement that, that John likes to, <laughs> to bring to it. Yeah, I'm not really sure that we we thought of anything being an option to dropping. Um, it was just yeah, just figure out how to make it work. I mean, there were you know there were nights that yeah we didn't see each other because he was busy, I was busy, and we just kind of met in passing. So I don't know. I think it was just knowing that we were going to get through it at some point. It wasn't going to last forever. So. I think that's what kind of kept us going. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I can remember, I can remember one night coming home and I think I'd been in somebody's attic and, you know, it was like 930 at night and they, they came up and they said, Hey, our kids got to go to sleep. So we need you to leave. And uh, I can remember <laughs> getting home and Cheryl sitting on the couch and she's grading papers and it, you know, probably 10 or 1030 at night. And we both have to be at work at seven in the morning. And, and she's, you know, in tears saying, Hey, are we even married? Cause you know, it's two ships passing in, a, in the night. I mean, there was, there was times where if I got home on a Sunday at five o'clock, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of the week because it was so uncomfortable. So yeah, dropping the ball, uh, <laughs> it was just work more. We didn't think about dropping a ball as an option. Well, and it seems like your personalities really match each other. Well, you know, John, you like to jump in with two feet and Cheryl, you like to kind of think things through maybe a little bit more pragmatic reminds me of my, me and my wife, um, very, very much so. And it's just a nice balance that, that you all have. Yeah, I mean, balance is probably right from one extreme to the other. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, there's balance in the middle. She's standing at one end while I'm on the other. Uh, yeah, I mean, they say opposites attract, and um, she certainly she certainly balances me out because I want to move forward and and just take action, and she wants to slow down and think about it. And um, you know, that's a, also a source of frustration for both of us at times, but it's an opportunity to grow and share with each other kind of what we're what's going on with us and um yeah if we have an open mind and we listen we can both grow and learn uh, because we're considering someone else at the same time instead of just being selfish excellent and so when you were in those early days of of building this business what were maybe two or one to three critical decisions that you all made that looking back on it you you think really helped push push things forward? Um, for, for me, joining some trade associations was critical. Um, joining trade associations was, uh, we probably wouldn't be here if we hadn't. Um, I remember just looking around saying, where do I get help? Where do I go? How do I figure this thing out? Because I'm a really good plumber. I don't know anything about business. So we, we joined some associations. And then the second thing I would say is um, we got a business coach. Um, actually, uh, Don Hadley, who you work with, Bruce, was um, very important to me 
getting this thing going and just helping me organize my thoughts, helping me become a better leader and a better manager because again, I'm a plumber. What skill sets do I have with regard to leadership and management? Um, in our business, typically, if you're a good plumber, they move you to management by default. And the person that moved you to management didn't have any management skills either. So <laughs> it's like the blind blind. <laughs> and uh, if you happen to get lucky and break out of that cycle, um, I, I think I think you do it because you're trying to introduce new information and the coaches certainly do that. So and those are two things for me that have definitely catapulted our business and helped build like a, a true business rather than a mom and pop shop that just kind of runs out of the back of a garage. Uh, Cheryl, what do you think? For me, I can really only think back to some meetings, as John mentioned with Don Hadley. They tried to pull me in before I'd come to the business, had a few breakfasts and just kind of working on us and our marriage and relation to the business and needs. And one thing that I remember saying was that when John works late, it's almost helpful for me because coming home from teaching, picking up the kids, and then, you know, worrying about making this dinner, you know, that has a a meat and some sides and, you know, vegetables and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was less stressful because the nights when I knew he wouldn't come home, I wouldn't do a meal like that. I would just kind of be lazy and put something in the microwave. As John will say, chicken nuggets or girls, you know, ate a ton of chicken nuggets growing up. But, um, you know, coming home and having the one and three year old. So the one thing I remember telling Don is, you know, the nights when he's not home, it's helpful because I don't have to make dinner um, or I don't feel stressed to make dinner. And we had kind of agreed that we would, John would bring home dinner one night a week, you know, just to kind of offer a little bit of support on the home front. So, I mean, to be honest, I mean, there was having to be that support at home, you know, while I was wanting to support him and try to tackle it, you know, just just admitting that, you know, I needed a little bit of help too. So I think that for me, that's really the only thing that I can stick out that was just super, super important and helpful. Well, thank you both for the kind words. And I know they mean a lot to, to Don and the team at Applied Vision Works. And it really is not only about the teams and the business, but the family team as well, because they, they tend to, to blend together when you've got a family business or you know even folks that work for you all, their families tend to tend to bleed into the business. It becomes one big, big family. Correct. And so, you know, John, you mentioned trade associations and those being kind of important. What specifically really helped you with the different trade associations that you joined? What did you get out of them? Well, joining the trade associations just opened up my eyes to what was possible. Uh, I went to my first training and learned that there was a model that surrounded the type of work that I did and that there was met- there were metrics. And if I followed these guidelines and my metrics fit in within the boundaries, then I would have profitability. Uh, there was also other people around when I had problems, I could ask questions and they could give me, they could share their experiences with me. And many people have many different experiences. So I could kind of take what I liked and, and implement it or try something different. But I had fresh ideas and a direction that I could go. So it instilled a lot of hope in me. And also it just wanted built relationships. I mean, lifelong relationships. I've still got relationships today. Um, I was messaging one of the guys yesterday 
and that we came up together and he has a business in Virginia and we're still quite good friends and maybe the best of friends, you know, and, and that's how associations work. Uh, and you also get uh, leveraged resources. So vendors, um, insurance companies, all types of different types of um, just you get the benefit of buying power, I guess, through a, through a large group. So tremendous benefit. Thank you for that, John. I just want to make a quick note for our listeners that you know, we're doing all of this via web meetings. So Chris Hooks of WPTF is working behind the scenes, kind of putting John, Cheryl, and I virtually together. Um, so there is social distancing going, but to make all this happen, just uh, really appreciative of Chris and the team of WPTF of making the Building a Leadership Culture podcast still running strong through everything that we're we're all experiencing with COVID-19 and, and everything going on in the world. So John and Cheryl, just kind of getting back to your journey as, as a husband and wife team, as business owners, what kind of made you decide that Cheryl would leave the teaching profession and become more involved? Was there a big bang moment or was it more kind of gradual over time? For me, it was really what I was encountering as a school teacher. To be quite honest, um, at year nine, I was I was at the point I was questioning, and you know, John was helping me look and say, you know, okay, what could school teachers do if they quit school teaching, and what kinds of careers could they get involved in? And you know, I I want to try for my year ten. I'm gonna I want to see if this year will be better than the next. And um, year ten was was the one that did it in. Um, it just the profession has changed so much in the 10 years that I was there and I don't know it just I mean it, it wasn't the the purpose you know was always for me the children of course but it seemed like there was so much interfering with us being able to do our jobs and and what I felt like I could do for the children because it was the politics and all that kind of stuff was was getting in the way so um and one of the things that John saw was corporate trainers and so when I came on board. My role was just kind of overseeing training and, and working on training and for customer service with our technicians. And so just with that network, John was talking about that association, you know, sending me off to go train and, and learn so that I could come back and teach and train was, was a big step. So I still get to teach. They're just in bigger bodies, but uh, <laughs> I, I still, I still enjoy watching people learn and use what I taught them and what I can continue to teach them. So, I mean, that was, I think that was really the big push. Um, I hated to leave. It was def definitely something I needed to do for me and the family because I knew it was affecting my attitude when I came home, my mood, and it wasn't fair for the children, my kids and John to, to suffer through that. Bruce, I, I remember very clearly what was going on, and it was over time. We started looking at what could, like Cheryl said, what could school teacher do, and the reason we started looking at that was she had just gone to school, a four-year school, and she had just gone through her master's, and there's supposed to be pay increases, and they had done a pay freeze, and we were looking at the annual or the lifetime income of the job, and just figured out with the pay freezes over the the period. Well, I think it ended up lasting five years. And with the setbacks in what annual income would be, I mean, they had just 
cut her annual lifetime pay by almost a couple hundred thousand dollars. And at that point, I was frustrated. She loved the students. She hated the administration and really struggled through um, the parenting. The school had some, some great ideas. They wanted to set benchmarks and set goals, and they wanted to hold the teachers accountable to it. But then they didn't want to support them with the information so that they could grow, so that they could reach those benchmarks. It's like, okay, you know, today you can jump two feet high. Tomorrow we want you to jump three feet high. It's like, great, you know, what kind of training program do you have? And they're like, what do you mean training program? Just do it. And that's very frustrating to be at. With our business, I saw us bringing people in and trying to train them, but it being inconsistent because there was different people doing it because of all the different roles. So with the pay cut uh, that the school system had given her, it afforded us the ability to hire her on. Um, we sent her to train the trainer through an association. We taught her the processes on how we do things. And then she began to teach people as we onboarded them so that we could create consistency with the service that we provide. Um, and that goes through to call center, to dispatch, to our technician processes. Um, and then in addition to that training and onboarding, she does uh, the recruiting for our business. And that took a load off of me because I'm doing 50 million things and I'm not doing them well. And there's huge opportunities when I'm not doing them well. So that that for me, I mean, if that if that brings clarity, uh, I, I remember really well why she came on. <laughs> well, and John's focus was money. My focus was more <laughs> of, of heart and soul. But um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I married John is because he's so and he, he thinks in those ways that I can't necessarily comprehend on um, his level and his speed. So he definitely brings so much more to the table than, than what I bring. She has the feelings. I think feelings are real. So. <laughs> and you and you need both to be you need both to be successful. Right. I agree. And, and so, you know, it's interesting listening to you all talk through uh, that time in, in y'all's life where you had to make a, a big career decision, it sounds like it took you really years nine and 10. Maybe you probably even started the decision-making process before that. So it took you a while to make that decision and they're excruciating and you just don't know. And you know what I'm learning more and more is you know, my wife and I go through this journey together is we have those same things where it's a big decision and we think about it for months on end or maybe even years like you all did. And then once we do it three, four months into it, we go, why didn't we do this sooner? Yeah, is that how, is that how you felt about the, de about the decision? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying and it makes total sense. Um, Everything in this business has just been like a slow, long, gradual adjustment. I haven't felt like there's been any huge shock. Now, that's me. I'm told that I change my mind often. So um, you can ask Cheryl if she feels like there's a big change. I think if you ask different people in the business, they would say, yeah, huge, huge uh, adjustment. And we started producing more consistency with the technicians almost immediately. And um, and call center and dispatch as well. Uh, but for me, I'm just like, yeah, that's just one more thing we were supposed to have done. And uh, now we're now we did it. We're on our way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. Um, you know, for me, one of my big things was, you know, I went to school to be a school teacher, and 
I did not, I didn't like the fact that I wasn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that lost, I guess. I didn't want to have all that time not matter, you know? So that was one of my big things was, you know, seeing other people who went to college and then ended up being a stay-at-home mom, you know, that's a ton of work. I kind of did it for one or two years, halfly, um, you know, but I was just like, you know, I, I want to use my degree. I want to use it. You know, I didn't, I didn't spend that time just to throw it away. The good thing is, is I get to use it here, but I think I learned a lot while I was teaching. So I think I needed that experience to come here. I don't know where I, or how I would have done if I just came straight here. And I mean, the company wasn't, I think the company was in the best spot when I came as far as if I had come earlier, I don't know that I would have necessarily been used, I guess, the right way. Does that make sense? Like we weren't big enough or, you know, just little things, you know, from the very beginning, I, I think my timing was right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense that your impact wouldn't have been as powerful if you would have come in earlier And if you would have come in earlier, you wouldn't have had as much impact in the business as quickly. And then you would have missed out on the years that you did enjoy teaching and and the powerful difference that you made in, in all those kids' lives. So it really sounds like it all happened for a reason. It all happened when it was supposed to to happen. And and congratulations to to you both on that. And so as you've continued this journey together with both of you, obviously full-time in the business, full-time with, with your family and, and other things that you uh, do and, and love, what kind of adjustments have you all made just to continue to be successful and maybe sometimes make sure you're not getting on each other's nerves, that kind of thing? It's funny that you asked that question, what kinds of adjustments are being made in Cheryl's role uh, in the business? We have, we have ownership roles, and then we also have leadership team roles. And when it comes to management structure, she has historically reported me. And if you look at our org chart, because I'm the general manager, that's really not appropriate. She should be uh, answering more to the operations manager. And so Jesse, who is our operations manager, um, you know, he, he said, hey, I, I don't want to be Cheryl's boss. And Cheryl said, I don't want him to be my boss. Uh, and though, but it goes back to the the way that I am, uh, the inconsistencies that I have, Cheryl needs those consistent and I just don't do a good job providing them to her. We do a quarterly offsite where we take the leadership team and we go away for a day and we solve problems. We turn the phones off and we just focus on the business and there's structure to what we do. And this past uh, quarterly offsite, Cheryl changed roles. She moved under Jesse. So that was a, a big shift and a big change. And I think that that'll help our relationship. People would ask, you know, Ali, you know, husband, wife, how do you work together? And I'd say, oh, it's really not a big deal. She's on one end of the building and I'm on the other. But as she's grown into the business, her and I started working more, more and more closely. And so we have to guard ourselves because there's things that happen uh, that we have to understand the difference between when am I venting and when am I problem solving? Because she can be venting and I'm in problem solving mode. And I can react. And so that creates a very unhealthy environment. So I think with her moving or working with Jesse, as Jesse being a, taking more of a leadership role with her, I think that that will also help our relationship. And, and it sounds crazy, but there's got to be a, a level of maturity 
with each one of us to be willing to submit to our teams. Um, and I think that that creates a healthy culture and gives us the opportunity for growth and enables other people on the team to grow as well. If that does that answer your question? It does. That that makes perfect sense. Cheryl, what are what are your thoughts? Um, one of the other things that we did early on after well, I'll I'll bring I'll make an example. So John and I, we were heading down somewhere on a trip and he was driving and had a bunch of questions. We were using that time for a question answer part and I remember from my questions and our discussion, we ended up almost making a process for adjusting a change, making a change. And I remember him getting on the phone and, you know, us basically directing, you know, our call center to make this change. And and we kind of started looking at it and thinking, you know, we probably don't need to be talking about work at home because we end up making changes and fixing things and not consulting the rest of the team. And that's not really fair, especially when it comes to their leadership roles and and them owning their seats, if we're going to just tell them what they're going to do. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't quite fair to everyone else for us to kind of play these dictatorship roles. So it also, like John had mentioned earlier, kind of put him in the planning mode and me having to realize that where I could normally come home and complain about the day of teaching and that I, I really can't come home and complain about the aggravations of work because it, it did add more stress to him. So we try to keep our conversations at home around work a little less, less feelings um, and less complaining and less venting and just more of a casual update of Oh, do we have someone new who's starting today? Or, you know, just just kind of simple conversations. So that's kind of been a hard change is is, you know, not being able to necessarily talk and invent, but you know, just trying to keep what's at home at home and keep what's at work at work. I mean, of course we we bring work home with us. So I don't know if it's ever an option, but just try not to talk about it. John and Cheryl, those are really great tips for husband and wife teams and business or maybe husband and wife teams that are thinking about getting into business together. I really think those last few comments by both of you really encapsulated the the challenges and opportunities that that come with with working together. So thank you both for joining me today. How can folks learn more about JD ServiceNow? Oh, well, we do have a website. It's jdservicenow.com and uh we're, we're on social media, so you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, also, our main line is 919-383-7000. So if you just Google us, you can you can find us. And we're, we're close to the downtown Durham area. So if you ever want to stop by, we've got a huge training area where we train our new technicians. And we're always looking for, for great people that want to get into the trade. So feel free to come on by and see what we do. Excellent. Thank you both for joining me on Building a Leadership Culture Podcast with Applied Vision Works. This is Bruce Gresham signing off and talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Building a Leadership Culture Podcast with Applied Vision Works Principal Strategic Advisor, Bruce Gresham. Questions, concerns? Please email Craig Chase at cchase at appliedvisionworks.com or call 800-786-4332. This has been an exclusive presentation of 680 WPTF and Applied Vision Works.